0: hello and welcome to true blue la my favorite kind of episode for true blue la where i jacob birch my 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 esteemed friend eric steven will answer uh mailbag questions
1: yeah uh there's not a ton of questions i'm i'm actually asking some of the questions but also answering them at the same time like in a weird way uh but yeah we we there's some things to talk about and uh With a a, a slightly over one month left in the season, uh, pretty good time to talk
0: about it. So So from the home office in Wahoo, Nebraska, we'll be answering those after Mm -hmm. this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
2: Eighteen plus. Do you think
0: uh, David Letterman has the 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 city of Wahoo, Nebraska trademarked? Are we going to get like hounded down by CBS Ooh, that, lawyers?
1: That's a good question. Well, wait. Would it be? Did he do the trademark when he was at NBC or CBS? Because there's there's a. Oh. it's a matter of which lawyers would. Maybe uh, both. Come after Maybe us. they just yeah. never noticed. We're ready to take on two networks. That's that's what's, what's going to happen. <laughs> So um, before
0: we get there, we've got we'll catch up. Let's catch up a little bit on news.
1: Yeah. So uh, my question to you, Jacob how how rested are you today?
0: Oh man, I mentioned it before we went on air. I slept in today. I needed it. I didn't get a lot mm-hmm. of sleep over the weekend. I feel I feel great. I feel like I'm ready to play two important <laughs> series, um, which is good because I didn't need to win last week at all.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm reasonably well rested, I guess. Like I did get the thing where. Uh, I am I have like a I'm catching up on off days so like I'm actually I was off t- yesterday working today we're recording on Tuesday I'm actually off the next 2 days and then I'm taking like a mini vacation next week so uh I'm I'm in this this period where there is going to be a lot of rest but yeah the, so the Dodgers are the reason I asked because um they sort of used last uh this weekend against the Rockies as a rest series and like uh I don't know, like, part of it is, um, let's say (laughs) off-putting, but, like, also at the same time, I get it, like, given where they're sort of at, so, like, and it's, it's, they're, I won't say forced into it, but, um, you could sort of see where they're coming from at least, but let's, let's get into it. So, uh, they've actually done this twice in the last, uh, two weeks, uh, Two weeks ago, um, when they played the Pirates at home, the lowly Pirates, um, the Dodgers used that series to have both Andre Jackson make his Major League debut and then Mitch White slot in to give everybody an extra day of rest, um, and then they, they swept the Pirates because the Pirates suck, and that worked wonders, Like, and then they went and won the first three games against the Mets, and then they... Uh, go into San Diego and win three games uh, last week. And so they come back home against the Rockies, who had won one out of twenty road series this year. Uh, they were fifteen and forty-seven on the road, um, one of the worst like road records in recent uh, memory. So they, uh, by the way, they had they optioned both Jackson and White one day after making those appearances last uh, that that Pirate series. As soon as their 10 days were up, it just happened to work out uh, that that would be Friday and Sunday against the Rockies. So they were called back up and subsequently also optioned the next day again. So that's just where the Dodgers are at right now, pitching-wise. They need the the roster spots for bullpen in between to fill innings. Uh, It's weird. Uh, But yeah, so it didn't work this time because the the Dodgers' offense uh, decided to also take a rest. Um, (laughs) Like... Like, performance-wise and, like, um, because of the Padres series. So, they, they had the, – the Dodgers swept the Padres. Great, great series for them. Like, um, they go in there, they sweep. The middle game was 16 innings. Uh, there had been no, no major league game since the runner on second rule uh, in extra innings that went past 13. And the Dodgers and Padres blew past that by – Squandering every opportunity, it seemed like uh, that game was wild. It ended at twelve fifty nine a.m. Pacific. I watched um,
0: every inning,
1: <laughs> and and we were texting. Sometimes, like because you're two hours behind me, yeah. I, I I have that thing where I'm like, is it too late to text Jacob right now? Like, <laughs> but then like you'll text something. I'm like, oh, well, here it is. Okay, we're on. <laughs> and so like I, I believe we texted in the in the twelve to one a.m. hour, and uh, it was. Pacific time, which was, of course, two to three for you, and uh, that, that was wild. But yeah, so um, after that game, and then they come back home, uh, the Dodgers, uh, in the three games against the Rockies, rested eight of their sort of nine regular position players at least once. Um, so, like, part of that was a 16 inning game, part of it was also because of what's coming up this week uh, where the Dodgers are playing the Braves and the Giants um, two division leaders um, so like I said I I called it in the weekend review a heat check for the Dodgers because they are like um yeah I forgot their exact record yeah they're 20 and six in August including the the Dodgers lost two out of three to the Rockies so the Rockies now have two road series wins on the year, but even with the series loss, they're twenty and six in August. So, like, generally, it's like hard to to kind of knock them, like, given how the roster is right now. But it's still, it, it's like I think a lot yeah. of it
0: was just more how weird the Sunday game was. I think yeah. that just put such a weird punctuation mark on the end of it that you're just like, really. You know, Justin Turner is pitching. We're we're well, we're just like not gonna try. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're they're so they're carrying fourteen pitchers, um, and at uh, I guess, um, basically, I guess it's five starters at a time. Or uh, not on Saturday. It was four starters, but when, when Jackson was up Friday, and then when Smith was or not Smith, um, Smith, geez, Uh Mitch White was up Sunday. They they have quote unquote five starters, counting David Price who pitched Saturday, but like Andre Jackson went four and two thirds, David Price went um, three and two thirds, Mitch White went three and a third. So that's one out under four innings on average for the whole for the the quote unquote starter slash bulk, and that's untenable, right? Like it's just it's hard to keep that up, especially at like literally. Um, right after having a, a bullpen game where you had all nine active relievers pitch. Um, so, like, they, they were playing from catch-up. So, yeah, Sunday's game, they lost 5 nothing. But in, in the eighth inning, they used Kenley Jansen on the second day in a row, down 5 nothing because they were out of relievers. Uh, they almost, they had Alex Vesia warming up. Um, and so, to come in in the ninth, and it was like, man, they're—that's how how much they've used the bullpen is like that they're they had literally uh, enough guys that were unavailable Sunday to where they're using their closer second day in a row, but then they opted not to go to Alex Vesia and they went to Justin Turner who pitched for the first time. Any pitch, a scoreless inning, so he's tied with Russell Martin uh, for ERA uh, <laughs> career. But yeah, he Justin Turner called the bucket list item thing. But yeah, it was weird, just just weird. Uh, just a weird weekend altogether, um, but so there was also like the other sort of weird thing. People, I don't know. People get a little mad about this, but I kind, i this is one I, I understand even more so than the than the resting um, is that, or I guess for the position players. I understand this more for the pitchers because uh, by slotting in Jackson and Mitch White against the Rockies. They gave uh, Urias, Bueller, Scherzer extra day of rest. This time tr- through, they do that like as often as possible. Like generally, like um, like the last five years, basically they've done that. Um, now they play the Braves, then the Giants. There's a Wednesday off day, so had they gone regular rest and say Urias Sunday, and then Bueller, Scherzer to start the Braves, they would have had all three of those guys basically they're three only starting they're only three starting pitchers right now David price technically is a starter but he's averaging like uh just under four and a third innings per start he's only lasted five innings twice in nine starts since he's been on like a regular starters schedule and that's that's not a real starter right like so um but instead of that they they opted for the three the big three to start on extra rest against the Braves all three of them And then, so, and everyone's like, oh, why are they, you know, punting the biggest series of the year or whatever against the Giants? But look, like, uh, Bueller, uh, or Urias and Bueller are still starting Saturday, Sunday against the Giants. It's just that they're skipping, they're having Scherzer miss that series, which again, I get, like, I get being mad at that, but like, you're basically trading, you'd have to have a bullpen game against the Braves had you gone that route, and you're... They basically opted for the bullpen game against the Rockies instead of the Braves, which Braves are a better team. So you sort of get that trade off, right? Like that's a that's a reasonable trade off. Plus, they only have three starters right now, <laughs> like uh, Tony Gonsolin and, and Clayton Kershaw through simulated games on Monday at Dodger Stadium, and everyone's like, "Oh man, we're we're very happy," but like they're not like particularly close to being anything the Dodgers can actually use right now. They might be, like, Kershaw might be by the postseason, but, like, to maybe, right? Like, you have to have uh, Bueller, Scherzer, and Urias, like, healthy and productive in October, or else you're done. Uh, so, I think getting them rest whenever you can is, like, wise, and, and so I totally get it. But, yeah, it, it is weird, but yeah, that, that's sort of where they're at. Um, so, yeah, and so, I don't know, it was just... The 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 Rockies they the Dodgers also uh, because of that they they called up uh, after the the sixteen inning game they called up Darian Nunez on Thursday optioned him the next day he didn't pitch Thursday because Scherzer went seven and two thirds um, and then they called up Jackson to pitch Friday then they optioned him they called up Yuseta as a, a fill in. If needed on Saturday, and they didn't use him, and they optioned him Sunday to make room for White, then they optioned White on Monday uh, when Evan Phillips came off the disabled or the injured list. Excuse me, and um, like we mentioned, the, the the bullpen was like so taxed that they're they're using Kenley. Um, they were carrying, I guess, nine some days ten relievers, some days nine relievers. Um, however, that brings up an important point. Um, last we talked about. It's better on this for our purposes when uh, one of our contest bets uh, solves itself immediately. <laughs> A- and last week uh, we bet on games finish. There were only twenty four pitchers where the games finish uh, th- uh, this year for the Dodgers through last week. Craig's question was: Would it? You know, what would it be higher than that? Would it stay at that same? You said it would stay at 24. I said 25.
0: I I know who you had in mind (laughs) when you said 25 was certainly.
1: Clearly, clearly (laughs) Justin Turner, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) but, like, I don't even know if I technically won because I I just said 25. But there's actually 26 because Shane Green finished the 16-inning game. Um, And then uh, Justin Turner finished Sunday's game. So, yeah. it, we're at twenty six. You said twenty four. I said twenty five. I'm taking that as a win, but only half heartedly. Uh, but yeah, what a what a weird uh, time that is now. But the the bigger sort of thing for me is that um, they they obviously use the the rocky series to give the position players some rest. Mookie Betts was activated off the injured list Thursday after the sixteen inning game. But so we got you know our little fun jokes in where. He was going to be activated Thursday, and then the uh, since the game was clearly going to last past midnight on Wednesday, like hey, maybe the Dodgers could activate Mookie Betts the next day, and ha ha like uh, they didn't, but they did activate him Thursday. But he also got Sunday off, uh, and he played second base on Saturday. It's going to be a thing going forward, but like, but generally right now they're at full strength. Um, we I know we've talked about this where. No, they're never going to be at full strength because something always happens. But they're they're as much of full strength as they're going to be, I think, for this season right now. Uh, we talked last week about what the preferred lineup is, which is basically Cody Bellinger sitting uh, most nights. Um, through Sunday, uh, since they got Trey Turner, um, and that they've had only seven games when uh, Mookie Betts and Trey Turner were active together. And zero times they started the quote unquote preferred lineup, which is Smith at catcher, Muncie, two turners, and Seeger in the infield, Pollock, Taylor, and Betts in the outfield. Zero times they started that. Monday they finally did against the Braves. So ideally they do that like at least five times this week, basically, <laughs> like uh, assuming uh, they'll do some sort of sun- Saturday, Sunday, day, night thing with Barnes and Smith, but like for the most part, um, it's good to see that. Then they they went out and hit four home runs last night. They were up five nothing. They they held on to win five three. Um, but yeah, even like earlier this season, before they got Trey Turner and counting, like early Bellinger as someone they want in the lineup, which was which is obvious. It's just like he he just hasn't been good, and so. But even counting early Bellinger. Um, The Dodgers have had their full complement of players um, only eight games. And that that also counts uh, Lux because he was sort of a planned uh, person. Um, They they only had their best eight that they planned on three times. Uh, This was before the Trey Turner trade. So, like, it's been a weird year in terms of getting everyone together. So, it's kind of rare. So, like, given how the lineup is, that everyone is healthy. Now it's just a matter of, like, hopefully those people play more often than not because I, I was kind of surprised at how often, like, Bellinger and McKinney have been playing, given how, like, bad they've been, <laughs> basically, offensively. I know both, like, generally provide defense. Um Bellinger are more tangible than McKinney. McKinney looks weird out there sometimes. Like, he's had some plays where you're like, man... He kind of looks like he's on skates a little bit mm-hmm. but he is like clearly better than uh, Matt Beatty who got optioned uh, the other day because they, they're they're using so many pitchers that they um, they had to option Beatty to make room for another pitcher um, on Thursday after the 16 inning game and so they can't bring him back till Sunday uh, when after rosters expand so it's it's a weird time uh, on Dodgers roster wise but like just um, to give you an idea of Bellinger, on the season, 287 plate appearances, 171, 247, 319. That's his batting line. That's a 57 WRC+. plus. Um, back on August 6th, uh, Dave Roberts, this was when they, they thought they were getting the band back together and everyone was healthy. He said Bellinger's basically going to primarily play against right-handers and sit against left- lefties. Since then, he started 19 out of the next 22 games, including four out of six against lefties. Now, admittedly, Mookie Betts was hurt during most of that, uh, plus some other stuff. Um, Now, uh, again, uh, Robert said that again yesterday, that Bellinger's going to sit against lefties. I I would imagine he'll sit against some righties, too. At least he should. Um, But yeah, we'll see how how that goes, but at least having him not start against lefties is a a start, I guess, to sort of fixing the offense. Uh, Billy McKinney Uh, On the season with three teams, Brewers, Mets, Dodgers, he's hitting 198, 287, 368. That's a 79 WRC plus in 293 plate appearances. Since joining the Dodgers, he's 160, 297, 253. That's a 60 WRC plus in 91 plate appearances. Since joining the Dodgers, he started 20 out of 35 (laughs) games. That seems like a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I it's basically time time to play the big boy lineup and uh, and hopefully that's going to be sort of what they do and it's you know it seems like they will um, you know factoring in that you're still going to rest bets every so often and I'm sure they'll give rest but like in, in terms of this week like th- those eight that we talked about should start four to five times together at least this week out of six games so we'll see if it happens but yeah that that's at least. Reason to be somewhat excited.
0: All right, here's the mail. Never fails. Makes me. I'm gonna get Nickelodeon to sue us too. It's well nice. after your time, I assume. Blues Clues, not a be seen no, no. that while watching wow. with nieces my, and my, nephews. And
1: my my Nickelodeon time was Double Dare and um, a little bit of you can't do that on television.
0: Great, both great, great shows. Yep, yep. Blues Clues was that. I was too old for it, but not too old. I was it was on during my prime regular Nickelodeon watching, not Nick Jr, but you know, sometimes you were bored and you would watch it. Sure. <clears throat> from Andrew Vieira, if Boris Seeger doesn't take the three year 110 million offer from the Dodgers, where does he most likely end up uh, the Yankees? Anaheim, Seattle?
1: Now, uh, I enjoy that he had a specific offer yeah. in Yeah, I, of I literally Dodgers Googled system. it. I'm like, this is a
0: rumor? <laughs> yeah, Middle and, of transfer uh, season in, in soccer, so those kind yeah. of rumors pop up. Uh,
1: So, like, I, I was thinking about this.
0: Um, I would like to note, uh, I like that uh, the three teams that Andrew listed, all AL teams, which, yeah. given the length of contract he might get and... um. The defensive capabilities he's shown this season, uh, not a bad idea to conclude uh, mostly AL teams, I think.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those things where, so I'm sure the Mariners are mentioned because of Kyle Seager. Sure. But I, I believe Kyle Seager is going to be a free agent uh, as well. And like the ownership, or at least the out Kevin Mather, at least outgoing Kevin Mather, uh, like trash Seager. <laughs> uh, I know he's gone, but like, There might be a situation where he might want to leave, like so. It's not that he's the Corey's going to go with his brother to a team that his brother has suffered with long, uh, long suffered with. So that seems less than realistic. Now, there's you know, if we're talking big contracts, there's not that many teams like willing to do that. You know, now the Padres obviously. Maybe they're the exception to this in that they've proven that um, now they are a a big market. I know they get labeled as a small market often, but they have two $300 million contracts in Machado and Tatis. So like at the two positions, Seager would play. So even if like they were someone who might do it, they're out. The Giants re-signed Brandon Crawford uh, to a two-year deal. So like they're kind of out. Um, As well, I think, you know, the Dodgers trading for Trey Turner, knowing they have him for next year. They also have Chris Taylor as a free agent, who's going to be a lot cheaper than Corey Seager. Not that he's, you know, not that it's necessarily either or, but, like, uh, I'm less uh, bullish that, um, Seeger will return to the Dodgers, I think, this offseason. I think he, he does find it elsewhere. The Yankees seem the most likely in that if they choose to spend – they've been, like, going under the luxury tax to avoid it. We don't even know what the CBA is going to be next year, but assuming they the Yankees went under for a reason so that they can eventually spend sort of like the Dodgers did for a couple years, uh, I think they'd be in play – um, the Angels, I don't know that that's that could be weird. I mean, they're not like a quick fix away. They basically still have to build an entire pitching staff, so I think that's probably where they spend most of their money. Um, so that's that's rough. Uh, yeah, I, I do think the Yankees are probably the the most likely uh, outsider to sign in, But yeah, I, I, that's kind of I don't know. It, it's hard to say at this point.
0: And it'll be interesting to see how vigorous the the Dodgers are in it because they did trade for Trey Turner, obviously here for next season. There were rumblings; he greatly prefers to play on the East Coast when he hits free agency. How much truth there is versus you know dollars can change anyone's opinion on anything. Um, And I think if they, but let's let's say they they get the impression, oh, we actually probably can't get him beyond a year. Cody Bellinger's performance this year may make them, you know, this sort of, I think, running logic, and how true it is, I have no idea, was that between the three big impending free agents prior to trading for Trey Turner of Bellinger, Bueller, and Seeger, the Dodgers could maybe probably get keep two. Um, and maybe that makes it more obvious to them, and maybe they go for Seeger. I do think a lot of it may depend on the confidence that they can bring someone like Trey Turner back um, or not. Um, yeah. But yeah, at maybe, the very it, least they can punt they can kick the can down the road a year. And that's the big, big thing it got them as opposed to having to enter the short shorts up derby with all of the free agents that were gonna um enter the market this upcoming off season.
1: Maybe they bet it up and uh sign Turner long term before the season. Right. Uh, you know, like uh but yeah, who knows. But I I, yeah, I think uh it's gonna be an interesting off season for sure.
0: From Michael Mendoza, should the Dodgers elect to cut ties with Trevor Bauer in the coming weeks? How much money are they on the hook for?
1: Um, so we talked about last week how MLB is like probably going to just keep delaying things. They did extend the administrative leave another week, so we'll, we'll do it again this week and probably extend it again. So, um, But yeah, just in terms of this, uh, so if he's suspended— uh, Bauer wouldn't be paid for the the time of the suspension. Who knows? Let's but let's just say, for assumption purposes, uh, that he's suspended through the end of the season. Just just to like clear out the this year part of it, just to see what's left. So his contract was three years, one hundred and two million. There are opt outs involved, but in the in a case like this, they're not. They don't really apply because it would be. It, the Dodgers choosing to move on and release him, so they they'd owe the remainder of the salary. So, of that salary, ten million dollars was a signing bonus. Twenty eight million dollars is his salary this year. He uh, he's due thirty two million in each of the next two years. So, like basically, ha- if the, the case is that Bauer suspended through the end of this year, and the Dodgers decide to cut ties, they would owe him sixty four million. Basically, that, that's that's where where it's at.
0: From Vishnu Singh, assuming the Dodgers are in the postseason for more than one game, I like that assumption. Does Will Smith start every game this postseason?
1: No chance. Like um, we saw, I mean, <laughs> just my one of my favorite like go-to sets because it's always different each year. There were different circumstances every single year, but Austin Barnes has started 15 of the Dodgers' 18 World Series games in the last uh, four years. So. It always comes down to Austin Barnes eventually catching big games um, at some point. But no, like last year was, was let's, let's go through Will Smith's two years. So he very much earned the starting job in the second half of 2019. He ended up starting four of the five games in the 2019 MLDS. Russell Martin started the other one. Um, that's how much uh, Barnes had fallen off at that point. Um, last year... Before the World Series, Will Smith started eight of twelve uh, games behind the plate. Uh, they also had a DH all last year, and so every game Will Smith didn't start at catcher; he was a DH except for Game Four of the NLCS, and that was basically only because they were playing seven games in seven days, so they chose that to give him a uh, like a true off day. He did end up pinch hitting later, um, but uh, so that that was a caveat that's not going to be there this year. Now, uh, with the World Series, um, Smith started started two games behind the plate and four games at DH. Barnes ended up catching for the six games in the World Series. So, I, I, every game, no. But Smith has clearly like established himself as Dodgers like main catcher. So, uh, but I do think they'll the, Barnes will get a start uh, here and there uh, e- even in the playoffs. So, uh, but yeah, let's probably like, but like one out of four games or something like that. You know, th- that's probably my guess.
0: From Brad gunning, which current roster has more future hall of famers, Lakers or Dodgers?
1: So I thought this was intriguing. Um, so the Lakers have like five, uh, no doubt all famers, uh, LeBron kind of hippie. No, um, Anthony Davis, uh, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony. I forgot they sent Carmelo Cam- 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 Anthony uh, the other day. Actually, it was funny. And Dwight Howard. Now, uh, they technically still have Mark Gasol on the roster, and I've seen arguments that Mark Gasol could be a Hall of Famer. I don't, I'm not particularly swayed one way or the other. But let's just say I think he's iffy enough to not count as a no-doubter. But can the Dodgers get to five? Uh, they have, like, four... Very, or three, like, hit by a bus today. They're a Hall of Famer. Uh, Kershaw, Pujols, Scherzer. I would argue if Mookie Betts were hit by a bus, he would also be a Hall of Famer because everyone would be like, oh my god, that's so tragic. Mookie Betts got hit by a bus and, like, he would get the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I think those four are, like, clear Hall of Famers and then it's, like, after that, there's a lot of work needs to be done. Now, Kenley, um, you know, franchise icon, I think, but it's hard, um, like valuing relievers. Um, and I, I'm not sure. I don't think he has a case yet, um, for the hall, but like it certainly could change. But like, I think there's a lot of work before like others start to, you know, creep into that conversation
0: you have any ideas on that uh, just like you said that they have a, a number of players <clears throat> excuse me cheese can't talk um that kind of come close in the like uh, certainly Trey Turner could certainly end up being a hall of Fame a, as an example but it, yeah. it's it's too early to really kind of slap that on and to the point where I think I think we could just stay the Lakers at this point
1: yeah, and I, I think like even even Cody Bellinger in basically like a lost year, he's the youngest of the Dodgers like core uh, right now and like that that's been established, and his homer totals are like still pretty high like for his age, and so you could see a, a, a case where if he gets back to that sort of trajectory, then he's like he becomes a more of a maybe, you know, but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it, I thought that was that was a way more interesting question than I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Now I have a question for you.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. Well, you said um, that you would be asking questions and answering them. So I assume you'll just answer this one for me.
1: That's true. I, I will eventually, <laughs> eventually I will. Yes. No, uh, but yeah, my questions were more like, why are the Dodgers resting so many people against the Rockies? But no, that, that's what, that's what that was. So Trey Turner, a uh, possible hall of famer from Jacob Birch. You heard it here. Um, he currently leads the National League uh, through Monday with a three twenty two batting average. Uh, Nick Castellanos, um, like, um, tragic moment homer, uh, is second at .315. Um, there have only been three ba- uh, players to win a batting title in a season where they played for two teams in the same league. Uh, who was the last one?
0: Boy, do I not know that, but maybe our listeners do, so we're going to give them a commercial break to think about it
3: after this. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com.
0: who is the most recent player to win a batting title in a season they played for two teams in the same league who was the last one nope do don't know a, That's do you want a hint? My, uh, sure it's not going to help but uh, our listeners was, might want to hit how about that I'll...
1: the year the year was
0: 1947 okay <laughs> nope <laughs> tapping out definitely 100% tapping out
1: uh so uh the answer is, is Harry Walker, but mostly because I wanted to include the fact that his nickname is Harry the Hat Walker, which is which is a fun nickname. What uh, would you have
0: done if I had said that? Just assumed I cheated just, probably.
1: <laughs> I, I yes, I would I actually would have <laughs> assumed he cheated. So he started that year with the Cardinals. Um he only played ten games for the Cardinals. He was he was uh five for
0: it's a fake it's a fake question too
1: no no he, he technically did yeah yeah uh, the best kind he, of correct so he, get he it. was he was traded uh, in on May 3rd to the Phillies and then he hit 371 for the Phillies and 363 on the season to win the batting title he also led in on base percentage um but yeah so uh mostly I had to put in the same league because to avoid um I'm still gonna mention it but like to not have it be an answer, but Willie McGee, uh, in 1990, uh, hit 3... Oh, man, what did he hit? 320... Oh, he hit 335 for the Giants, uh, or for the Cardinals, excuse me. And and then he was traded to the A's. And then, uh, because he was in a different league, his total average for the year lowered to 324... But in the National League only, it was still three thirty-five. So Eddie Murray on the Dodgers, my favorite player at the time, um, hit three thirty, led the major leagues in batting average, and did not win a batting title. And I'm still bitter about it. Um, so yeah, by two teams, but different leagues. Uh, Willie Willie McGee history's greatest cheater. Um, no, he's he wasn't. But uh, so the other. Um, Two teamers uh, were both in the American League. Uh, Dale Alexander in 1932 uh, hit 367, and then all the way back to 1902, Nap Lajoie um, with the A's and the Indians. Now you're going to love this. Um, let's see here. What did he do? Wow, one game for the A's, and then sent to the to, sent to Cleveland and. He ended up winning uh, the batting title by hitting 378. He actually also won the batting title in 1901 with the A's and then 1903 and 1904 with Cleveland. So yeah, that was kind of his thing at the time. And he ended up winning a total of five batting titles. He hit 338 in his career. He's a Hall of Famer. But yeah, that's. Uh, I-, I was. I wasn't sure if there was actually a two-team batting champion. And it's weird because the Dodgers haven't had a batting uh, champion since Tommy Davis in 1963, again, because Eddie Murray was robbed in 1990. But um, it'd be one of those weird things. Like, d- does it count that the Dodgers have a batting title list if, if Trey Turner only played for them for, like, the, the last third of the season? Like, I mean, it does, but, like, it's weird, right? Like, it's not... It's not quite the same as someone who does it for the whole season, right? I don't know. Pretty weird.
0: Well, I'm gonna hope you're gonna hopefully cheer me up with a wonderful uh, Dodgers rewind.
1: Yep. So we're gonna do uh, Ramon Martinez today for the Dodgers rewind. Um, normally, we don't do like I would say for the most part we've done. We tend to go more I think obscure on the rewind rather than like famous. But this is not the pitcher. so we're not doing a, a famous. Um, um, so, <laughs> while we're recording this, by the way, the Mets and the Marlins are um, playing a, a resumption of a suspended game okay, from I April to say Tuesday. That's weird. Yeah, for an uh, game. And, and so they and it's the like the first home game since the other day where um, the Mets have been like doing this thumbs down signal for like two weeks. And then Javier Baez said after the, he was doing it to, to boo the fans because they've been booing the players. Just a monumental mess up, like all the way around. Players, the, the team's response, everything. But like um, Francisco Lindor just scored, and I looked up, and someone right behind the dugout was holding a like a thumbs up emoji, but like in cardboard sign form. And I just thought that was hilarious, and it almost made me start cracking up as I was talking about Ramon Martinez. Um, but, yeah, so the reason that, uh, Ramon Martinez is our um, Dodger Rewind this week is because A.J. Pollock uh, in the Wednesday night game, the 16-inning game that ended on Thursday morning, he hit a home run in the 16th inning. Um, there's only been seven Dodgers home runs in the 16th inning or later uh, since 1916. Uh, that's as far back as the the searchable database goes on baseball reference. Um, Max Muncy also did it in game three of the 2018 World Series uh, in the 18th inning, uh, the longest World Series game. Um, my question, or my, not my question, but the, the last Dodger to hit a home run in the 16th inning uh, was Ramon Martinez, the infielder. Um, so it was August 29, 2006 at Dodger Stadium against the Reds' Ryan Franklin. It was a walk-off at Dodger Stadium. Um, this Ramon Martinez was a 12-year major league infielder for six teams, 1998 to 2009. The pitcher was Ramon Jaime Martinez. The infielder is Ramon E Martinez, and I can't, for the life of me, find out what the E stood for. It just says Ramon E <laughs> Martinez <laughs> with a period, so it stands for oh, something. Okay, well, so it's not it's not like uh, Harry S. Truman, basically. Um, but yeah, so. He played with the Dodgers in 2006 and 2007. He would have uh, been a perfect candidate for our major league draft uh, back in man. What was that like? May of last year when we when we did that. Uh, in his two seasons, both were negative uh, wins above replacement years. He totaled negative 1.7 WAR in 341 plate appearances in those two years. So, uh, I, I was looking at this. I think. Uh, by order, uh, this was Ned Colletti's first uh, uh, off season as GM of the Dodgers, and it was one of four former Giants he signed that off season. Uh, and I believe See, in order, this would have been fourth. a fun
0: trivia question. Yeah, <laughs> Bill what?
1: Miller, who who ultimately became super scout after he got hurt, um, he he was signed, and then Kenny Lofton was signed, and then Brett Tomko. And then along came Ramon Martinez. He, he started mostly at second, third, and short. For the Dodgers, most of his time was filling in at second when Jeff Kent was injured in both years, really. Uh, he had an 80 OPS plus in 2006. That was like um, looked great compared to 2007 when he hit 194, 248, 225. His OPS plus was 24. Uh, he had a 2008 option that was declined, but he came back on a minor league deal. He spent half the season in Los, in AAA, Las Vegas. Uh, he was also on the injured list before getting released in July. Then he signed with the Mets, played the rest of the year there, and then one more season in the majors, and he was done. Now, I have a question for you. Ramon Martinez mostly an infielder, but he started once in right field for the Dodgers, in squarely in the Jacob Birch era. August 6, thousand six, in Miami. How many of the other eight LA starters for that game can you name? Well, that seems fun. <laughs> yeah. How
0: many do you think? Give me an over and under.
1: Um, I'm gonna let me just check really quick um, so I can give you an accurate. Uh, oh man, um, I think you're. I think you're gonna get. Ooh, I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna get.
0: Three. whoa that's not good um, yeah all right let's go um, nomar nope oh, what?
1: What? Jade, uh, JD drew oh wait let me before, oh, before no. um, let's see Scott Olson started he was a left-hander kay. starting for the Marlins so that, that, that's that, not that's gonna change
0: hand. any of my guesses. <laughs> yep uh, JD drew I already said
1: no no jeff kent nope uh remember um oh, okay uh, you're right i said ramon Martinez started in right, so yeah that doesn't I remember, really i got it uh but no but no uh jeff they they did have their second baseman batting third in this game but it wasn't jeff kent okay <laughs> um this, this team uh, made the playoffs yeah i just want to say that before i reveal this lineup uh
0: marlon anderson
1: Nope. They I believe they uh well we're like 3 weeks shy of acquiring him.
0: Okay. Um wow, really is that late. Uh yeah. I remember I yeah. Anyways, uh Russell Martin.
1: <laughs>
0: nope. <is> this? Talk <laughs> about B lineups. Yeah, I everyone I've uh, named was on the 2016 right?
1: Oh, for, yeah, and and regulars. <laughs> um now I I want to say uh yeah, I. I, I this mostly uh, I wanted to see if you if you could name the backup catcher. But is, it, uh, um,
0: is this the Phillips era? No, that was 05. Okay. <laughs> um, man, I was so confident going into this. <laughs> Named five names already.
1: There, there are a couple that you, you should get for call. He was lead off okay. at, at shortstop.
0: Um, Cora. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, a lot of X's in my. Uh...
1: I'm gonna. I'm gonna check. Um, something I didn't. I was checking the only the lineup. Um, I want to see if. Uh, okay, uh, JD Drew was used as a pinch hitter in this game just to. Ameliorate, Count it. Uh, the... No, I You asked for
0: starters. I know.
1: There was there was one other. Uh, regular position player who who played but didn't start. Uh,
0: Kenny Lofton.
1: Kenny Lofton did not uh, start this
0: week.
1: Or play actually. This is
0: impressive. Like if yeah, the trivia question almost should have been named. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I named like you look on the baseball reference team and it shows you like the players. I feel like I've named that team.
1: You're you're missing like one big one. <laughs> <laughs> that you that you should have named but haven't yet.
0: Uh, oh yeah, there was going to be one, I'm sure. Um, uh, nope, tapping out. I'm embarrassed. Okay, uh,
1: the obvious one that you yeah, didn't yeah. get was was uh, Andre Ethier. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: Um, so after for call, you have center fielder <laughs> Jason Repko, <laughs> 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 batting third, playing second base, Julio Lugo. Um. Just. Love it. Now, batting cleanup, the first baseman, Almeida signs. The killer tomato you missed. Uh, key acquisition that year, not not a joke. Um, third baseman Wilson Betemit hit six. Ether was fifth. Yep. Uh, Ramon Martinez hit eight, playing right field. You um, didn't even attempt to go pitching, which I which I appreciate because I don't think you would have got this. <laughs> but the next two players I'm going to name are both former Rays, uh, if I remember right, in the same deal. Um, Mark Hendrickson started on the mound, and he pitched to Toby Hall.
0: Yep, I re- yep. yeah. Okay, all right.
1: Now that was the game. Um, let me double check. He was in the, in the traded with Toby Hall. I remember the, the there were so many uh, of those uh, Coletti Rays deals that. Uh, it's hard Which one to remember was that? Who was, was that, traded for
0: who? Do that.
1: Uh, let's see. That one was. Why is this working? Oh, that one was uh, Deonor Navarro and Jay Wong So.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it was it was, it was, it was the Jay So trade. Yeah, I yeah. And,
1: and Justin Rosiano, who ended up coming back to the Dodgers. And so
0: I am looking too. at Baseball Reference 2016. I did not <laughs> yeah. name uh, Wilson Betemit or. Um, yeah. Uh Ethier.
1: Those those were the three I thought you would get. Um uh Ethier, and Fakal Uh
0: yeah. Man.
1: That that's a that's a brutal game. Uh Hanley Ramirez did start for the Marlins, so did Miguel Cabrera. So did Cody Ross. Uh and yeah. It was and former Dodger Minor League Reggie Abercrombie <laughs> <laughs> also started for the Marlins.
0: So. Well, that was that was fun. I was really yeah. excited to get. Yeah, I thought you said three. I'm like, I'm at least gonna get four. I got this. Yeah. Uh, yep. All right. Fine. Thanks. Random game and like talk, again talking about B teams. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you didn't think you didn't think the 2016 could have a B team to start, but boy, did they figure it out. All right. It's time for me and Craig to turn the tables before it is time for questions from Craig. We have an intro from Craig. This week's questions are inspired by my friends Danielle, Fletcher, and Severin. They are big Dodger fans, and we all went to the game last Saturday against the Rockies. They won that one. That's good. Mm -hmm. Uh... Danielle is a listener to the podcast, so I asked her and her daughter, Severine, for questions <laughs> they might have. So a few of my questions this week are from those conversations.
1: Uh, before before we yeah, yeah, uh, get into Craig's first question, yeah. I believe Craig texted us over the weekend to say he was with his friends who are podcast listeners, and they didn't realize that he was the Craig <laughs> asking <laughs> questions from Craig, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh, I love
0: it. That's good. That makes me... All right, that's good. Uh, All right, uh, this week's Craig mentions came from... um, The trivia question came from one of the conversations he had. We were talking about uniform numbers, and Danielle, spotting Trey Turner, asked me how many players with number six have played first base for the Dodgers. (laughs) So using that as a jumping-off point, these four questions are about players with the same numbers as the legendary L.A. Dodgers infield. Steve Garvey, Davey Lopes, Bill Russell, and Ron Say. I have used the 2021 Dodgers media guide as my uniform number resource for these questions. I am also uh, I also use the fielding game logs from Baseball Reference to find these players. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Switching to my cheat sheet. Steve Garvey wore number six with the Dodgers. Three other players who wore that number after Garvey have played first base for the Dodgers. Please name them. Uh, you oh, have a hint. Man. All were in the aughts or the tens.
1: Oh. Okay. So... I f- I think Jerry Harrison Jr. is the only one that came to mind first.
0: You are uh, correct.
1: <laughs> okay. Now, all right. This is...
0: I think you can get one. And if you okay. get the other, I owe you a, a Coke, Zero Cherry, or a beer. Your choice uh, when I'm in LA again.
1: Now, wow. I'm just going to guess... Because it's the only other number six I can think of off the top of my head. Yep. Uh, Charlie Krolbers- Uh No. Okay. Um,
0: yeah. I I I'm, I'm, I will I'm give you. I have two it's hints okay. for one of them. Um, yeah. One. Uh, one player shared a first name with many other Dodgers of the the aughts era.
1: Oh, uh, Jason Phillips.
0: Uh, you got the first name right. the Player wrong.
1: Oh. um wait so it would have been (laughs) so many jasons oh jason worth nope (laughs) grabowski played first
0: grabowski played three games in at first one start Mm, Nice. i'm just going to give you the other one all right yes uh cabrera ah there you go four starts in 2003 Uh, Davy Lopes had number fifteen on his uniform when he played second base. One player at the Keystone base has worn number fifteen after Lopes. This should this not one take I, long. I,
1: I, this one I have, I did know or think I know immediately. Austin Barnes. Yep, you are correct. Yeah,
0: eleven yeah. starts.
1: That's
0: a lot. I, I, that would have been a fun question if I had. I think yeah, you would. I think starts? you would have gotten there, but you know, I think instinctually you would say it's like got to be like three or something.
1: I, I would have been like. I would have been like seven or eight.
0: How many games maybe. played, do you think?
1: Uh, that, that's like at least 30.
0: 5 uh, five zero.
1: Wow, yeah. 50. Nice.
0: Bill Russell was a Dodger fixture at shortstop wearing number 18 for over 1,700 games at that position. There are four players who followed Russell that played shortstop for the Dodgers wearing 18 on now, the uniform. I think-
1: I think one of these is Ramon. Martinez. You are correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I do all that Ramon Martinez research to pay off. No. Um, wow, it's four of them. Uh, and I
0: will give 18. you years if you need hints.
1: Followed Russell, eighteen.
0: I will let you know. All of these played it d- uh, did so in single <laughs> seasons.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Uh, Kevin Elster? No. Okay, I need, I need years. Two thousand
1: 2004, and one, two thousand and four, and two
0: thousand and fourteen.
1: Oh God, um, two thousand one. See, that would have that. That's the wait. Is that the Kevin Elster? Or was two thousand Kevin Elster? I know, I'm not saying he was eighteen, but um, he shortstop in two thousand one. I don't. Oh my god. Wait, what was the year after
0: 2004? Uh,
1: 2014. Huh. Okay. Um, uh, 14. um,
0: Two games played, zero starts.
1: Okay, so my first thought there was Angel Barroa.
0: Nope. (laughs) Wow, I think there's some deep cuts.
1: 2014. Huh. Um, 2004. What? Oh, my God. This is really bad. Um, So, I am totally stalling. Now, that was... Is Taurus. Was the
3: main...
0: I will let you know that 2014, the player, um, primarily a man. A, I have in my head mostly as an outfielder, but he did play a lot at, uh, second and third in his career as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. This is troubling. Um, 2014. I, I am completely whiffing on this. Um, I, so, Greg Gagne, Greg Gagne, I, I guess played more than one season with the Dodgers. So I don't. Oh, uh, wait, 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 nope. <laughs> Jeff Rebele. Uh,
0: nope.
1: Okay, I, I, I have to tap out.
0: <laughs> uh, it's Sean Figgins for 2014.
1: God. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: it is jose hernandez for 2004
1: mm, i should have got that
0: and tim bogart for 2001
1: tim bogart damn it. okay <laughs> yeah that that that's that's bad
0: ron say man the hot corner wearing number 10 from 2072 to 1982 <laughs> he's the only member of the famed infield to only uh, to only play one position on the field with the dodgers Justin Turner joined the Dodgers in 2014, and after starting most of his games at third that season, he has been primarily uh, third base since 2015. There are five other players who wore number 10 after Say and before Turner who have played at third base, and this land list spans the 80s to the 2010s.
1: Now, uh, before I lose at this question, I just want to point out that... Uh, So both Lopes and Russell started as outfielders, but I was looking up something on the 1971 pennant race because that was Dodgers-Giants and it's 50 years ago and the Dodgers and Giants are playing this week. But um, opening day that season, um, Steve Garvey started at third and Bill Russell started at second, um, which I thought was interesting. Um, The the infield wouldn't play together or start together until like midway through 73. 73. Um, so yeah, but, um, okay, so number 10, um, so someone in the 80s, uh, oh man, uh, Enos Cabell? Nope. Bob Baylor?
0: Nope. Um,
1: hmm. Don't think Jeff Hamilton were 10. Um, this is troubling um oh wait no bill madlock nope huh um okay oh uh german rivera
0: nope Mm, this feels good
1: yeah Yeah. um (laughs) why can't i remember dodgers number 10s um Third base. Uh, I don't even think this is right, but Todd Seal. Nope. Yep.
0: I'm going to give just, you some years: just 1983 through 89. Uh, oh. for one player. Oh wait, Dave Anderson. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Um. Now we're skipping far ahead. 2005.
1: Uh, that's uh, Jose Valentin. There you go.
0: Um. 2006
1: and 2007?
0: Huh. Key acquisition in 2006 oh. offseason, oh, oh, that's I'm right. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't offseason. It was, like, April. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wilson, better yeah. Sorry,
0: that's, I... Yeah. Uh, I
1: think... Yeah. All right. I'm glad. Yeah.
0: Uh, 2007, uh, Craig noted that he needed to check Getty Images to confirm this.
1: Ah, huh, okay. 2007 only? Um... Oh, uh, oh! 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 Um, oh no! Okay.
0: He specifies September two thousand
1: and seven. Okay, I, I was gonna say because the first thing that I thought of was someone who didn't, who was a two thousand and five player, but I was thinking uh, Norihiro Nakamura mm. um, stepping in the bucket. Um, but let's see. Uh, but that wasn't it. Uh, two thousand and seven, third base, September. Um, what the hell? Um, oh, um, wait a minute. Uh, Andy LaRoche?
0: Bingo. And oh, then nice. finally, 2013.
1: So. Hanley broke his thumb. In spring training. They had. Oh, man, was that the year they had? Junto was seven. Harrison was six. Skip Schumacher was like three and 55 at different points. I'm trying to remember who the other, like, um, people were on that team. 2013. Oh, wait, nope. Juan Uribe was five. Um. And 13, okay, was the year before they got Justin Turner. Who the hell played third?
0: Well, uh, relevant to previous trivia question, former batting title winner.
3: What? Um,
0: <laughs> Not with the Dodgers, I'll let you know.
3: Right, yeah. Um, Spoiler. <laughs>
1: yeah. Former batting title winner oh um uh oh Michael, yeah, yep. yeah, of course, nice,
0: I'll let you know, I forgot Michael the Dogers, <laughs> like, as soon as I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen, didn't it mm-hmm. uh all right you you did that- uh, you answered some questions you got I did yep,
1: <laughs> I completed the task, <laughs> um,
0: all righty, um. Danielle also wondered how often the Dodgers wear new uniforms during the season, which got me to think about revisiting Eric's 2020 article about different Dodger uniforms and ask, man, 2020, you were digging for content, weren't you? Uh, No question, yeah. And ask, uh, where would you two place the 2021 City Connect uniforms in those choices? And do you ever see a blue version of a Dodgers uniform uh, be a part of the regular rotation of jerseys?
1: Uh, on the blue, I... No. Yeah, I hope not. I, I would say I wouldn't mind blue top, gray pants on the road occasionally. Um,
0: to me, the blue top is just so synonymous with spring training at this point that, like, that's kind of how I, like, want to th- keep it. Like, maybe uh-oh. like this, like a, a one-off, a one-off series, maybe even a one-off week, but um, for the most part... Uh, them along with the Yankees, the, the the regular uniforms are just so iconic. Just don't mess with it.
1: Yeah, um, I I would like. I remember I wrote this in that article. Uh, but I I would like the Dodgers to go back to the the piping on the lettering. Um, uh, I guess it's it's more prevalent on the road. Um, on the road grays. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, like. This was prompted last year by a tweet from the Dodgers, like pick three uniforms and it was like, basically, you have your classic home, the current road with Los Angeles, current road with Dodgers, and then a bunch of like, alternates, you know, then one of a couple of those were blue tops. But um, the, the only other time they wore blue tops was 1999 during Think Blue Week. That was... Also happened to be when um, uh, Tim Belcher was an angel and Chan Ho Park tried to butt and then uh, Chan Ho Park uh, started a brawl, but while wearing those blue tops uh, with white pants, it looked weird. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I think it's more an occasional thing than anything. But
0: yeah, yeah nothing not, in the regular uh, rotation. Regular. Um, is, now, how would is, you is, if you're looking at as I am. Uh, the uh, the image that the Dodgers tweeted out last year. So you have the classic home. You have yeah. four iterations of essentially the same jersey. One, to, um, right. one has LA, one has Dodgers, one has uh, two have piping, two don't, um, which is the road grays. And then you have three blue batting practice jerseys. And then you have the, the, the light blue, the powder blue throwback to the 44 Brooklyn team. Where would That's you rank um, the uh, the City Connect jersey uh, to that? So now to really hearken to the true identity of L.A., I think they should have gone with UCLA Powder Blues, right? The only true uh, university of of Los Angeles.
1: You're just being gross <laughs> at this point, um, but like so. Yeah, the the, the, the powder I, I look, I love a powder blue jersey. It just it seemed like pajamas when the Dodgers wore those. Which is almost <laughs> what the, 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 the City Connect ones yeah. looked like. I, I didn't like the think blue week ones because it was blue top white pants. So I would rate the, the all blue City Connect above those. Mm-hmm.
0: I but still like, think I would take white else. pants over blue <laughs> pants. Um so I I to me I think it's well, the bottom of the list for me.
1: Yeah, it also what 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 probably lowers it is, is the Los Dodgers hat which was too busy and lazy like at the same time. Um, but like for me it's uh, home jersey white home jersey number 1, 19 the 77 to 98 road jersey uh, with with I don't mind Los Angeles but I I, I, I kind of like I don't know, to be honest. I I could go either way on Los Angeles versus Dodgers, but in terms of just the style, I like the the seventy seven and ninety eight with the the piping on both the the blue sleeve uh, or the blue part of the sleeve, and then uh, on the lettering as well. Um, that so that I, I, it's what I grew up with. So I, that's, I'm certainly biased, but yeah that that's that's sort of it. The, and then everything else is like pretty far behind that,
0: like, for me. The current Dodger team is averaging over 10 strikeouts per nine innings, which would be a franchise record. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, the the good the good kind, the kind you want. You want your pitch. Yes, the pitching <laughs> strikeouts, yeah. Uh, the 2019 and 2016 Dodgers each had 10 pitchers, minimum 40 innings pitched, average over nine sh- uh, straight homestead shutouts uh, per yeah. innings, strikeouts per innings. Uh, the current Dodger team has seven. For the contest, and Jacob goes first. Thank you. Uh, Will the 2021 Dodgers finish with nine or less, uh, 10 pitchers, or 11-plus pitchers who average uh, nine-plus strikeouts per nine innings? I have listed the current pitchers at uh, or could reach 40 inning pitches for your reference.
1: So the seven, just to to throw this out there before we start, uh, you know, Bueller, Urias... Uh, Trevor Bauer, uh, Clayton Kershaw all comfortably have the innings pretty comfortably ahead in terms of uh, more strikeouts than innings. Um, And then Blake Trinan, Kenley Jansen, um, Phil Bickford are all over 10. Uh, So in terms of finishing over 9 is pretty good. Now where it gets tricky uh, is is the finding who's going to get to 40 innings and that. Mitch White's at thirty eight. Uh, two-thirds he has nine and a half Tony Gonsolin is at 35 and two-thirds he's at 10.6 then you have like Joe Kelly at 32 innings Alex Vessi at 31 and a third really high strikeout totals Matt Scherzer at 29 also really high strikeout totals as a starter v- Victor Gonzalez who got optioned is at 35 and a third but he's under nine so these are interesting uh, what, what what's your what's your call on that
0: I think we're gonna hit 10 I think Scherzer, oh, wow. Vesia and Mitch White join the seven that are currently there.
1: Um, I let's see, Scherzer, Mitch White, Vesia. I think, I think those three. I I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch the boundaries of the bet even more Ooh. and and say we're getting gonna get twelve. Because uh, I think uh, Tony Gonsolin and Joe Kelly will both get there. Okay. Um, so you have ten. I have twelve.
0: Okay. And I, yeah, it, interesting. I, like it sounds wide, but you know, I'm yeah. on the fringes where I think they'll nurse Joe Kelly, and I think they'll. Uh,
1: but it's only eight innings. Like, <sighs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like,
0: hmm. Mm, doubting my answer. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm, I'll go ten. How about that? Wait, that's what you said. I said, thought I said 9. He said 10. Uh, well, I like 10. What a, gr- what a smart answer <laughs> that was. Uh, wait, does that mean I want 11 then? You said 12, right?
1: I said 12. Hold on. Let me read. Like, you, you said 10. Yeah, 7. No, I was this doing 7
0: plus 3. I'm going to do 7 plus 4, yeah. 11. There we go. I just can't math.
1: Okay. Yep, yep.
0: Trey Turner currently leads the National League with 153 hits, while uh, Vlad Guerrero and Cedric Mullins lead the AL with 150 hits. Since the 162-game season was instituted in 1961, the lowest individual's hit total to lead their league was 184 hits in the NL, which happened in 2014 and 1988, and 177 hits in the AL, which was 1968. My non-contest questions are, do you think the respective 2021 league leaders will surpass the surpass surpass this total and b is trey turner the dodgers best hope to reach 200 hits in a season in 2022 um now just go ahead news
1: news for craig oh these are part of the contest oh (laughs) we're, we're, we're putting them in um no so um so let's just put this into context uh dodgers have played 132 games um So, there's only 30 left. So, Trey Turner's at 153. I know he played for the Nationals, but let's just put him on this current season pace. So, it's 1.16 hits per team game. So, there's only 30 games left. So, if he continues that, that's 34 to 35 more hits. So, he'd be at 188, um, which is over 184. And then the other the AL leaders have 150 and they only have to get to 177 so i i do think both uh both leagues hit hit leaders will will surpass those numbers
0: i like that no contest yeah i that's literally a good
1: point. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah uh but let's talk about uh, Trey turner <laughs> the last dodgers 200. that hit 200 was adrian beltray with 200 on the dot in 04
1: wow yeah so okay so Trey turner like you have to be healthy to get to 200 hits, right? So, like that—that's part of it because it's—it's a, a—it's a counting thing. <sighs> His—he played 162 games in 2018, wasn't as good as he is now, but he got to 180 hits that year. Um, now he only played 122. He's—he's he's been hurt a lot, basically. He's been healthier this year. He had the the COVID IL thing, and that's kind of it he was healthy last year, but it was only a 60 game season. Um, I think if he's healthy, he gets there. Um, so let's say, so he's at a hundred and so uh, let's say 192 team games, um, since the start of 2020 and he has 231 hits. Um, so it, on a hundred and sixty two game pace that's one ninety five so hmm, it's tough two hundred hits is tough um I don't it's funny, so he's hitting three twenty two with the Dodgers after hitting three twenty two with the nationals uh which is funny um I don't think he gets the two hundred hits next
0: year um just so we have a contest, I say he does. Two o two on the dot, not really a Ooh, dot, nice. but I'm going to call it. Sure,
1: I, I'll, I'll say I'll say um, just to have a number. I will say uh, one ninety three.
0: Okay. Severine told me that ramen was one of her favorite foods, so I have a two part question based on her favorite. The first part is: Was instant ramen or cup of noodles ever a staple in your pantry growing up or in your college years? Uh,
1: I growing up. We had cup of noodles, uh, occasionally in the in the cupboard, but never really did the. Never really did uh, like the instant ramen. Um, probably until college. But yeah, the, um, yeah, that that was that was kind of like I have it in my cupboard now, like as an occasional the instant ramen. Um, but yeah, that. I don't know. I just it wasn't really like uh, that much of a thing for me growing up. What about you?
0: Uh No, it falls under the call the uh, the rule that I don't like soup that much. Um and oh. so real ramen has enough like non broth things that I actually do like it a good deal. Yeah, but uh, cup of noodles is is too much about the broth. I think.
1: Also, I mean, it's it's like the saltiest thing you can eat. Yeah. What like, really? Uh, my I will say my cousin. Um. Had, used to he used to do like he would he would take the you know the like the instant ramen packet that's like a like a brick of ramen basically and he would eat that raw like uh as a like as a stack mm-hmm. uh like which is weird um but yeah so i always thought that was very odd he should be shunned for it
0: uh, I should be shunned probably for not liking cup of noodles. Period, though. So that's that's fair. But,
1: I mean, it in terms of having like, well, maybe more so the ramen, but like something you can eat that's like very much less than a dollar. Yeah. At, at like um, at a moment's notice, like and it, we've talked been, about it before. That was have...
0: Celeste pizzas for me.
1: Oh well, yeah, no question. Those, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah.
0: Does the time of year or weather condition affect your decision to go out and eat ramen? Well it seems a logical choice to go out and eat ramen as a late night snack, or maybe during the fall and winter. Is eating something like that in the summer not in your radar as a possible choice? Uh
1: for me it's year round. It's 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 a it's a fallback option. It's a putting together some stuff option. Um so I actually enjoy it. Uh I found either um I think the thing I make the most at home is eggs, just because um uh, I'm probably more inclined to cook, like, during breakfast, I, I, dinner too, but, like, um, so I will even, if, depending on what I have around, like, even just making eggs and then um, putting, like, instant ramen noodles, or boiling water, and then putting them over noodles, like, that, that works, or maybe I have, like, some... Like leftover sausage or something, or uh, and I'm out of eggs, and I just put that stuff um, over noodles. Like I'll do that, but any time of year, like it doesn't have to be. um, Doesn't have to be cold. It could be in the summer. Um,
0: I would say that I'm I'm not want to have it when it's particularly hot out, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be. Wintery per se that said, uh, like, whereas, you know, I'll, I'll eat ramen and it'll be good during, you know, the fall or a cooler summer day or in the, in the spring, it is so much better when it is cold though. I'll I'll say it. It's so comforting in the same vein as like a, you know, a good bowl of chili. Just, uh, it's just a happy, happy thing. When you go in the winter, we went to, when we were in Japan, it was in, um, late February slash March, and that was perfect. Uh, not cold enough to where you know you didn't really want to go outside, uh, but cold enough that it was uh, it or curry were just extremely comforting uh, once you once you did get there.
1: So uh, today, as we're recording this, this is uh, August thirty first. True uh, it, to be um, a part of the like a playoff roster, you have to be in the organization by today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as we're recording, literally moments ago, uh, the Dodgers just claimed, uh, we've talked about the roster churn with the pitchers. Um, they, um, they claim two pitchers off waivers from the Cubs, um, Jake Jewell and Ryan Messenger. Um, do you know anything about these two pitchers? No. Um. I will tell you, um, so Jake Jewell, 10 innings, uh, 10 games for the Cubs, gave up 12 runs, 11 earned, <laughs> 990 ERA, and he was the better of the two. The um, <laughs> messenger gave up 10 runs in seven and a third, uh, 1227 ERA. So that's where we're at. I, I tweeted something about this yesterday because the Dodgers have optioned everyone recently. When rosters expand tomorrow, um, because of the ten-day option period, they can't like call up pitchers right away because they don't have them. <laughs> and so, uh, like Victor Gonzalez is the earliest one they can call up, and I believe uh, not till Saturday. Um, and then the rest of them are like next week, which is just it's just where they're at. And so I'm pretty sure this is why they did that uh, because I would imagine they join them tomorrow or something, and then they that's who. Yeah.
0: Did so, they have forty man spots?
1: No, they don't. Um but they <laughs> like but I will say like Scott Alexander and Garrett Clevenger seem to be in that long term IL situation and they're not on the 60 day yet, so that's an easy fix. Okay. But we'll we'll see what they do uh regarding that. Um they haven't the Dodgers just said, um in fact I'm looking at this right now. Uh they haven't announced the forty man move for for those. So the, we'll have an answer for that by the time this podcast comes out. But that's, uh, we'll leave you with breaking news on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's what we have. Exciting. Uh, next week, well, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about, about the Jake Jewell and Ryan Messenger era. But we will talk to you about that next week. Thanks for listening, everybody.